0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Down Rundown. We are your two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar, he's Matt Vozar. Today is a special day. We've got our full preview of the college football national championship that is coming up on Monday. Of course, Georgia and Alabama, as you guys already know, we are going to be covering just about everything you can cover in our episode today about the championship. We're going to be going into depth or going in depth about the spread of the game, um, you know, the, the, the key players, the key things that um, each team should should be looking at in film. And then finally, we're going to give our prediction of the game, who's going to win and what the score is going to be. So stay tuned for the end there, because that's going to be our final prediction. And it's going to be a great episode today. I'm really excited. Matt, how are you?
1: That is right. Uh, Best Monday night football game of the year in my perspective. We don't have an NFL game this Monday, but that is because the championship for college football is on that day. And so, yes, we have a week 18 of NFL games full slate. We have actually two games today on the Saturday and then a full slate tomorrow as well, but no Monday night game. And that's because the college football championship is on Monday like I said best game of the year it's it's a rematch of the SEC championship game so many storylines going into it who's going to win uh you know who's going to lose who's going to come out on top that's that's really what we're going to dive into today and and uh and you know a lot of what we do is is kind of trying to more so I think recap so we'll definitely do a big recap on our Tuesday episode as well because I don't think um you know we don't we're not out here trying to you know make hot takes about what's going to happen or or you know make predictions on the games or anything Um, when it comes to like NFL games and stuff like that, because if you're wrong, it just makes you sound stupid. Um, But obviously we have to for the last game of college football in the 2021 season, we have to give our predictions um, at the end, but that is after all the analysis and everything that we're going to dive into starting here shortly.
0: Yeah. So just to, just to start it off here, we've got kind of four really broad topics that we're going to be touching up on and they kind of all connect to each other as the list goes down it was kind of hard to do this organ, like to organize these topics in a way that is, you know, is is the right way. So if if it seems kind of out of whack, then you know it is what it is. But we kind of we tried to get them in in an order of kind of broad to narrow. Um, but but they're all they're all topics that that we can talk a lot about. So our first topic here is about the spread of the game. So, you know, Matt and I are, are kind of big. um, Well, Matt's a sports better, you know, I, I don't bet, but I, I like to kind of talk about the lines on each game and the spreads and everything and how that affects teams coming into the game. So we all know that last time Georgia was favored by six and a half points and their defense just hadn't been tested all season. Alabama did what they always do and they won the game 41 to 24, won by 17 points and so now is the rematch, right, of the SEC championship. And Georgia is favored yet again, even though, they, even though they lost last time, by 17 points. But they're only favored by three points, so it's it's a less spread. But nonetheless, they're favored. And so, Matt, why are they favored by three points?
1: It goes back to the age-old phrase of it's hard to beat a team twice. And that's in reference to, I mean, any time that, that you talk about, any any football team really, um, it just there's so much strategy behind the scenes that goes into a game like, this, especially one like this, where you know you have a rematch. Yes, but obviously the first game was the you know the conference championship, and then this game is the national championship. You hear about this even in the NFL when in reference to divisional games, right? So if you have you know two NFC East teams playing each other, you know the first time the you know the, the Cowboys may crush the Giants, right? And then the next time Cowboys are you know are favored by 10 points, but it, it just is always like in divisional games, it always then just ends up being really close but this. See this all the time in the AFC North actually, um, you know, whereas it basically just seems like the Ravens and the Browns and, Bengals and Steelers they always are beating each other right and so that's kind of the thing is like you're so once you get so used to playing a team or you've already faced them once you there's so much strategy and planning that goes into just preparing for one game that like once you've faced something and digested it and just been there for three hours and played a full 60 minutes of football against them there's there's so much analysis that you can do even after the fact of saying like Here's what we did against this exact formation that they lined up and here's what they did. when we tried to do, you know, this on offense or, and, and it, it really just goes from there. I mean, there's so much, and I mean, even just analysis aside, like each of these teams have, you know, 140 coaches on the sidelines and, and, you know, one guy's responsible for the, and now I, I was, I was reading somewhere that like, there's, there's a, like an actual person whose job it is to research who the refs are going to be on in the game, like for each team. So like Alabama and Georgia each have a guy who's like researching who the refs are going to be and literally watching the games that those refs called, um, you know, in order to, in order to gain some strategic, you know, advantage there. So that I think just exemplifies how seriously large, you know, the, the, the analytics and the strategy goes into one of these games. And so because of that, it 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 really does make it hard to beat the same team twice, um, you know, and and so that's I think really why Georgia's favored is that Alabama they were favored Georgia was favored in the in the SEC championship game by six and a half. Obviously, Hayden said Alabama went in there and beat them by seventeen points, um, and then you kind of turn around and obviously the next the game after the next game for both of these teams after the sec championship were the college football playoff semifinal games in which both of them obviously you know crushed their opponents um and so we kind of saw like yeah these teams are truly the best teams in college football um but but even though georgia was never really tested until they faced alabama there's still the 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 skill and and the talent they have on defense as and offense um showed through in that michigan game to the point where like a lot of people were saying oh you know Michigan, they shouldn't be seven and a half, eight point, you know, underdogs. They they have a real shot to win the game, and we saw that it wasn't even a, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't any competition from the very, you know, first snap of the ball. So. So I think that it's, 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 it's part to do with the fact that it's hard to beat a team twice. And so because of that, since Alabama won the first game, you know, this time it's like, well, you know, Georgia probably should be favored because they saw everything that Alabama threw out them uh, in the first game. And now they're going to be able to watch on that film, digest it, game plan, you know, make some, make some, uh, make some changes and and whatever they need to do for this second game uh, and really the other thing, too, that we can kind of consider here here is like in, in the first in the SEC championship. Right. And, and again, we me and Hayden covered like all of the possible college football playoff, you know, who was going to make it and what week and every week there was a different team. But, you know, it was lining up in a certain way. Essentially, this is the way it was going to go, though, is it, when it, in regards to the SEC championship, if Georgia had lost. All right. That would have been their first loss of the season, and they were already number one, you know, far and beyond anybody else. And so that they really kind of could afford to lose that game because they were going to make it to the college football playoff, regardless of whether or not they win or won or lost. And so if they went all out, showed everything they had, um, you know, and and played lights out in the SEC championship game, like, okay, sure, maybe you're going to knock Alabama out of the college football playoff, and you won't end up facing them again. But at the same time, if you're Georgia, like, you know you would risk guys getting hurt you would risk putting a lot on film because again it's so deep and so much more strategic than it looks like when you're just watching a football game uh you know on uh, on tv and so there's also the argument that like georgia didn't necessarily again I, obviously whenever you're going out there to win a football game you're trying to win a football game as much as you can but in terms of showing different styles of defense in terms of showing different play formations on offense maybe they didn't put as much out there as they necessarily had. Um, And and because they kind of knew that regardless, they'd be in the college football playoff and have a chance to win the national championship. So I think that's another uh, angle to this too, is like, yes, they got, they pretty much got crushed by Alabama the first time they played, but A... They already knew they were going to make it to the college football playoffs. so they probably didn't have too much of a motivation to just go completely, you know, play the hardest full-fledged game that they possibly could have, and then, B, it's hard to te- beat a team twice because you have so much analytics and strategy that goes into it behind the scenes, so I think that's why Georgia's favored. I think they're rightly favored. Um, I just think, again, you know, it, it, the way, and we're going to get into it a little bit later too, but, like, you know, the way that the way that Bryce Young played in the first game, you know, he, I, I think... Georgia will, will definitely try to shift up their defense a little bit more. And, and you know, that's kind of going into the um, going into the to more of like the football stuff and, and, you know, formations and stuff like that. But um, but I, I would like to get, you know, get Hayden's thoughts on why he thinks that Georgia's favorite or if he thinks that they shouldn't be favored at all.
0: Yeah, Matt brought up the first point that Matt brought up, I think, has been kind of the narrative all week is that, yeah, it, it is hard to beat a team twice. And that's just, you know, that's just like a football. That, that's just a staple of football itself. Uh, but the second point that Matt brought up, I, I hadn't even really thought of before, and that's actually it, that's a great strategy because, yeah, if you think about it, like they knew that they were going to be in the playoff regardless if they lost to Alabama or not. Um, I there may have been a couple situations where like if some crazy stuff happened at the end of the season there that they might've been kicked up. I mean, again, like you would have had to have a bunch of upsets, I I feel like happen, And maybe even if those upsets happened, they still would have been. And so, yeah, like regardless, they were going to be here and they knew that they were going to beat whoever they were going to face in the college football semi uh, semifinal matchup. And so they knew that they were going to be playing Alabama again. And that's a great, like if, if they did, if that was part of their strategy, which it may come out later on, you know, if they do win this game, it may come out as you know as a story later on. If they did use that as a strategy, that's a great strategy. I've never really thought about that, but um, yeah. But using that to your advantage is, is is a really great, really great way to kind of approach this game. Another thing I think is, you know, I, as as a reason why Georgia is favored, um, I think it's because just because of like the semifinal matchups themselves. I think that obviously Michigan was a hard, a tougher opponent. They were number two, you know. Objectively, they're number two. Cincinnati was number four. So Michigan was a, t- a tougher opponent for Georgia than, than Cincinnati was for Alabama. I think that could be a reason why, just because like, you know, w- we saw Georgia kind of bounce back from that SEC championship game and w- get a win over an opponent, an opponent that was ranked higher than them in the college football playoff. And so I, g- I guess that's just more impressive in itself. And that could, you know, boost their boost their rating coming into this game. Um and I dang it! I had a fourth thing, but I, I can't really remember what it was. Um, but, yeah, I you, you know, just like beating a team that's better than you or, or beating a team that's better than your opponent beat in the semifinal that I feel like that kind of just boosts them um, in and of itself. And so, yeah, Matt kind of covered everything else that I was going to talk about here. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, again, like Matt said, I think I think it's rightly so that they're favored in this game. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing was talent. So th- that, that's that been like a whole story this week, too, um, you know, kind of in the mainstream media is that Georgia has more talent than Alabama does objectively. And, you know, everybody says, OK, well. Um, talent beats hard work or hard work beat. I don't know what the saying is, but it's basically like it's basically like if you have a bunch of talent on your team, but you can't play together well, then. You can't win against hard work, um, and so I guess that's kind of what happened in the SEC championship. But maybe Georgia's found a way to to bring their talent together uh, since then, and so you know that could be a reason why they're favored as well. But yeah, I mean the fact that it's three points here and not six and a half, I think that makes a lot of people. You know, I think that makes a lot of sense because, you know, I don't know why they got so much of a of a an, a, an advantage in terms of the spread um, in the SEC championship. I guess it was just because of Alabama's one loss during the regular season and the fact that Georgia hadn't lost a game. Um, but yeah, I think this this three point spread makes a lot more sense. And you know, a three point spread in in football is is pretty much nothing. Um, you know, it's just a field goal, so they just have to win by by four points here to cover the spread. But that brings us to our second topic here. Well, which... Just
1: real quick, too, just kind of add on to what you said. I think too. Yes, it, it was, you know, that Alabama had lost during the regular season and Georgia hadn't, um, in terms of the spread being six and a half in the SEC championship game. But I think, too, that it was by that point, Georgia, I don't think he'd even allowed more than 10 points an entire game so far, right? And so it was kind of like that argument of like, Look, if they, you know, if their defense prevails and they play just as well against Alabama as they have against the rest of the SEC, even against Clemson in the first game way back in, you know, the first weekend of September, um, you know, Georgia and Clemson, it was like two versus three, and they held Clemson at three points, right? So it's like they were averaging, you know, allowing like six points a game, like on the entire season going up into that game against Alabama. So it's like clearly, yeah, like if their defense had performed as they had against the rest of their competition in in the SEC championship game, then it would have should have been a more than a six and a half point spread, right? Obviously, you know, like we said, they hadn't faced a quarterback like Bryce Young um, yet, and so that was another reason. And then secondly, another thing I thought of while while Hayden was talking was um, when he was kind of going over the talent and whatever. Yes, Georgia has more talent. But they also have less injuries. And that's another thing I think that is kind of being kept under the radar a little bit because Alabama doesn't really want to release like who's on the injury report, who's coming back, who's not. But Alabama, first of all, is out they're going to be without John Mechie, who is their best receiver. Um, they've been without him for the last you know couple games, and I think I think he either got hurt in the SEC championship or maybe he's he even out for that whole game. He got hurt in the game before yeah. that or something. So like obviously they've been fine without him, you know, thus far uh, in the last few games against really tough competition. Anyway, but still he's their best receiver, right? And then I think two of their offensive linemen, one game one one of them got hurt in the Georgia game, the the first Georgia game and then one of them got hurt in the um in the Cincinnati game there in in their last timeout and, and and both times or in in both cases Kind of, you know, they—they they, again, they don't want to say who's gonna. Be you know be able to play for sure or not, and that's just, just a you know that's just a competitive advantage thing. Like right, if you're Alabama and you're trying to win this national championship game, like you're not just going to be like, oh hey guys, uh, so all the reporters out there, um yeah, two of our starting offensive linemen aren't going to play, and like you know it'll be fine, right? You know like you're not going to yeah. completely give that up. So I think that injury news is another reason why it, at least you know the the, the sports books and whoever you know makes the decisions to favor uh, to favor Georgia is kind of doing that too. Is like well if they have less injuries um, and, and less. Opportunities, opportunities for their star players to be out, then yeah, you know, they, they should, they should kind of deserve some, uh, you know, some, some favorability there as well. As we've talked about a little bit, Bryce Young, he's the next topic here. Um, He played absolutely out of his mind in the SEC championship game. Um, And and there's a good argument that his performance in this game is what won him the Heisman Trophy. Um, And and, I mean, it was just incredible. And I think that, right, you know, at that point, it was kind of like, I mean, hey, discussed it even on the podcast. Like, who's your Heisman favorite? Well, there's not really anybody that's kind of stood out very much. And it was like, well, what's the biggest game of the year? The SEC championship game, you know, Alabama versus Georgia. And who was the best player in that game? Far and above was Bryce Young. And so the question now is like, Will he be able to replicate a performance like this in the national championship game this time in the rematch against Georgia?
0: Yeah. So I think there's two sides to this argument and it's that one Bryce young, you know, he's, he's already won the Heisman. He's kind of still on a high off of that. And he's just going to take all that confidence into this game and go out there and give the same performance, even, you know, if not a better one, because it's a bigger stage, and there's more on the line, right? There's, there, there's a championship on the line. We know Bryce Young is going to, he has to stay there, you know, because he's, he's not eligible to go to the NFL yet. And so it's, I, I feel like it's, um you know, somebody, one could say, okay, well, there's some guys out there that are, that are playing for their draft stock and, you know, they're going to try to play their hearts out. And maybe Bryce Young doesn't have that chip on his shoulder because he's not going to be going into the draft or whatever, but it's like, I don't think that's true. I think that Bryce Young, you know, this is his first time starting in Alabama. He's gonna go out there and, and play his heart out. It's a championship game. No, I I f- I feel like Bryce, you know, Bryce Young's one of the best like competitive minds out there. Um, because just because you know he he he's he's a quarterback. And as a quarterback, whether you win or lose, you're gonna be blamed for a loss and you're gonna be praised for a win. That's what always happens. It's the it's the quarterback and the head coach of a team who are always, like, those are the first two guys that you look to when there's either a win or a loss, you know, no matter how much it is. Like, it, there's there's going to be fans out there that blame Bryce Young for a loss, even if it's just by one point, you know, on a last-second field goal. Like, there there's going to be stuff out there that's blaming him for a, any kind of loss, and, you know, obviously, if he, if he wins, it's going to be like, okay, well, he deserved the Heisman, and since he was the Heisman winner, you know, they obviously won the game because of that. And so I think that, there, you know, there, there's that argument, but then there's also the argument that Matt brought up before in the, in, the, in, the, in the last topic, and that's that maybe Georgia hasn't shown all of their defensive schemes against him, and maybe they're going to bring those out in this game, and he's, you know, going to be a little bit flustered by that, a little bit confused, and maybe he's not going to have the game that he did in the SEC championship. Those are the two sides of the story I, I think that are going to, you know, that are coming into this game but my prediction is that I, I do think that Bryce Young is going to have a similar game. Um, I, I don't, you know, it, in my opinion, like it really does depend on, and like Matt said, like we can't, we can't predict things and I don't want to say that, Oh yeah, Georgia's going to bring out all this new stuff against Alabama and they're going to go crazy. And then they don't, because I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I'm going to kind of stay safe on this one and say that Bryce Young is going to have a similar performance. It may not be, I don't think it's going to be better than the SEC SEC championship just because like Matt said it was you know almost perfect what he did against them. And so, yeah, I think he's going to have a similar performance. Again, it it just depends on if Georgia will, you know, bring out their their stuff because we know that they're better than what they look like in the SEC championship.
1: Yeah, you know, you really are right when you say that he played perfectly against Georgia in the SEC championship. I think that that's, that was the overwhelming story coming out of that is like he is really and again again, I just said it, you know, that's pretty much what won him the Heisman. So, like, yeah, if you have a perfect performance in, in your conference championship against the best team in the country, you, you know, that's that's worthy of being the best player in college football. But I just think that in watching that game, because I, I, you know, I watched like every second of it, um, it was he was able to, because the big story going in was like, you know, Georgia's front seven, their defensive line, and their linebackers are, you know, com, like without a doubt, the best in the country. And, and some people will even say like the best ever, like this is the best front seven that there ever has been in a single team in college football history. And they basically didn't even get pressure on Bryce Young, right? I mean, he, every time they came after him, he was dodging, he was running, he was, you know, he was keeping his eyes downfield, he was making big throws. Um, and so that was kind of the, the moral, the story there. But I think that, the the way that, and this is kind of going off what Hayden said too, is like the way that they played their defensive formations and everything like that going into that game um, was, was kind of, the same way that they'd played all the other teams and quarterbacks that they'd face in the regular season. And obviously we know Bryce Young is a different type of animal, right? I mean, you have to attack him differently. You have to cover differently. And so I think that, that Georgia, and again, this goes back to them kind of maybe not even revealing as much strategically as they wanted to on defense. um, And just seeing if they could get after him with the normal defense they've been playing in the rest of the season, it didn't work out, you know, and obviously we saw that. So, you know, that, that's what happened, but like you, I, there are a lot, of Different things that they can do to attack Bryce Young in a different way than they did in the SEC championship game. And I think that they will do that. And so to answer the question here, you know, in terms of will he be able to replicate a performance like that? I don't think so at all. I think that too, even beyond the fact that like he was able to escape a lot of the times from pressure and and you know and 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 run down the field, which he doesn't even really run. He's like he's a pass-first quarterback, like for sure, for sure. Um, and, and he has he has moves, he has ability, he has mobility, but like he's not, you know, he's not a run first type of guy. And so a lot of the time when they would get pressure on them and he'd escape and he'd be outside the pocket, he was kind of just throwing balls up in the air. And then Jamison Williams is like, you know, he runs like a four two five forty, He would just run under the, run under the ball and catch it. And so to a certain extent too, like, Bryce Young not only was playing out of his mind to begin with, but he was kind of getting lucky in the way that he was completing those deep balls, really, you know, being able to find the holes in the defense. Um, that not obviously nobody else, you know, in Georgia that Georgia had faced um, had done up into that point. And so I think that's, that's kind of the first aspect of this. Right. And then the second one that I wanted to, that I wanted to point out is How did Bryce Young look in their, in Alabama's college football semi, college football playoff semifinal game against Cincinnati? He didn't look that great. I mean, you know, I I didn't watch like every single second of it, like I did for the SEC championship game, but Alabama's plan from the beginning of that game was to just run the ball as much as they could. And obviously we saw that Brian Robinson, their running back had over 200 yards rushing and Bryce Young didn't really you know, he didn't make the plays and the, and the, you know, the fireworks that he did in, in the SEC championship game. And I think that's because of the way that Cincinnati played defense. They played a cover one, which is essentially, you know, one safety up top and, and let their corners do the work on the outsides. Now, obviously Cincinnati had both the cornerbacks, Kobe Bryant and, and uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner are both going to be drafted this year. Sauce Gardner is going to be a first round pick. I think Kobe Bryant is probably going to be a second round pick, but like, it's, it's really rare to have two cornerbacks on the same team get drafted in the first two rounds, you know, and be that specifically talented um, in that area of the field. But they did that. And it worked. And, and that's what a lot of people were saying going in is like, well, if Bryce Young did what he did against Georgia in the SEC Championship, then you know you're going up against Cincinnati, which is a good defense, but not as great as Georgia. If Bryce Young's gonna tear him apart. And he didn't, he didn't look that great. And I think that's because of the way that Cincinnati played defense. So yes, Alabama was able to, you know, utilize the run game, and that's really essentially just how they beat Cincinnati. And then obviously Cincinnati's offense wasn't able to produce anything anyway. But but in terms of Bryce Young and specifically his performance in the game against Cincinnati, it was not it, even close to what he was doing against Georgia in the first game. So I think that Georgia could could, have also learned a lot from watching Cincinnati and what they did uh, to to Bryce Young and just taking away his weapons on the outside. And I think they, I think Georgia will be able to replicate what Cincinnati did better than Bryce Young will be able to replicate his performance against Georgia in the SEC championship game.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really great point. And, you know, you brought, you brought up the the point about, you know, Cincinnati playing cover one. And like Matt said, cover one is essentially just, you, you play man to man with everybody except for the, the, the one high safety. And, you know, one high safety in, in college football, well in, in any football really is interesting because like with two high safeties, usually you're playing either a cover four or a cover two. And so the, you know, with cover two, like the middle of the field is wide open. And that's, that's really easy to, um, to kind of pick apart as, as a quarterback.
1: And that's what Georgia played in the first game. And that's yeah. why Alabama was really able to Bryce young specifically was really able to attack them. Like he did.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like and playing man to man is, is actually, is really risky in my opinion, because especially like with Bryce young, who he doesn't run as much as you think that he would. Um, but I mean, he, he can get rushing yards. Like he, he can run for a first down, you know, at any play. And so, and I'll get to this more later because this is kind of, this kind of runs into one of our topics um, a little bit later on, but playing man to man against Bryce Young, I think, is a little bit risky. Like Matt said, Cincinnati was successful with it, and you know, in the passing game, but I think it's going to be a little bit risky with with Georgia just because they don't have the cornerback talent that Cincinnati does. Like Matt said, I mean, two of you know, both of Cincinnati's cornerbacks are going to be you know first and second round draft picks and so i think it's going to be a little bit risky i don't want to go too much into it because like i said we're going to talk about it later but yeah i mean the cover one that cincinnati had worked and i don't i don't want georgia to think that that's going to work with them i think if they bring a different scheme against alabama it'll work better for them um but yeah I, i i really hope that georgia doesn't come out in that cover one because i don't think it's going to work for them
1: All right. Sounds good. So the next topic here um, is we're going to kind of focus on the college football playoff semifinal games that each of Alabama and Georgia played. Obviously, Alabama beat Cincinnati and Georgia beat Michigan. And so the question here is, what do Alabama and Georgia's most recent games tell us about each team? Uh, In other words, you know, besides the obvious, which is essentially them both crushing their opponents, um, what elements are each team pointing out in the film study? Um, as well as, or as like a must have or a must eliminate I- in terms of, you know, the competition against the other team for this final game in the national championship?
0: Yeah. So I think for, for Alabama, I think that the answer here is, um, you know, is, is really just, just do what they do. Like we said in the, in, in the first topic, like they, they, they came out against, like against Georgia in the SEC championship and they won 41 to 24 and they just absolutely dominated, like Matt said, or like we've said, you know, Bryce Young had a perfect game, but I think like, like Alabama doesn't have, you know, the, the scary defense that Georgia has that they have Will Anderson, you they, know, they, they have a pretty good defensive line that was able to get to Stenson Bennett in the SEC championship game. But like, I think they're, you know, we haven't really heard any crazy things about their, about their secondary. I don't think their secondary is that strong. I don't think it's as, as strong as um, as strong as Georgia's. And, you know, like they, I, I don't think that there's really anything in the film room that they're pointing out as like an obvious. Um, I think they're really just looking to, they're, they're really just looking at Georgia's film, right? They, they don't really have anything themselves that they have to work on. Anything that's been exploited in the past couple of games as, you know, Oh, we, we need to fix this on our team. You know, I, I think they're really just looking at Georgia film. Um, and that's what they should be doing in terms of Georgia. I think that they have a lot of, they have a lot of stuff that they need to do. First of all, in the Michigan game, um, the, the game that they played against Michigan in the, in the in the college football semifinal or college football playoff semifinal, they need to block their their O line needs to block well. If dude, you didn't hear anything about anything about David Ojabo or Aiden Hutchinson in that game. They didn't have any effect in that game. And that was that that's I think that's really what won them the game. Um, obviously that's the offensive line, and you know, maybe the the running back sometimes when he when he has to block, but like that offensive line needs to show up. If they do, if they can protect Stenson Bennett, I, I brought up this, this, um, the stat last time, I think it was in the last episode when I brought it up. Stenson Bennett, when he's under pressure, his QBR is in the twenties. When he's not under pressure, his QBR is in the nineties. Like he's, when he's not under pressure, Stenson Bennett is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. And that's, I mean, he's starting for Georgia. So obviously he has to have that kind of talent, but he's like, He's right up there with the rest of them when he, when he's not under pressure. So I think that in Georgia's film room, they have to look at their offensive line and say, okay, you need to do this. Obviously they're, they're going to be looking at Alabama and, you know, look at the, at the pass rush schemes that they come up with and that they used in the last game. Um, but I, I think that this offensive line really needs to show up and their, their defense they they know that they played bad. It's not, it's, you know, it's not breaking news to anybody that, that Georgia's defense played bad in the sec championship, they just need to play better altogether. Um, this is, you know, I, can, I guess this is kind of where I can bring up the fact that they can't play. I don't think they can play man to man against against Alabama. They, I, I was listening to um, there was this morning actually. They they had like this college football playoff um, national championship preview thing show on ESPN, and a couple of the uh, the analysts were talking about how you know on third and ten in the sec championship on third and ten georgia would be running man-to-man against alabama and it was like why are you running man-to-man on third and ten because all like you know there's so many bad things that can happen if you turn your back to bryce young he's gonna exploit you in so many different ways and it's third and ten like why aren't you playing you know a, a nice easy cover three where you have most of your guys back you know hook to curl whatever you've got all that covered um I, I don't know. It's just, it It was confusing what they were doing in the SEC championship game. Again, like Matt said, I, I wasn't really, I didn't watch it like super intently, but what I was hearing from those, from those analysts is like, is really surprising. Like wh- the defensive scheme just needs to be different and they need to focus on, you know, getting their stuff right before they even focus on Alabama. That's, I think that's a story for Georgia is that they're, they need to focus on themselves before they even, start to focus on Alabama. Alabama, on the other hand, doesn't really need to do that. They just need to focus on Georgia.
1: Yeah. I I think that's, that's a lot of, that's a ton of analysis. And I think that, you know, a lot of what Hayden said was really accurate there Um, and I'm going to keep mine quick because it's, it's pretty much similar to what he said, but, but really I think I'm just going to break it down to kind of one big thing for each, team to focus on, um, defensively, because I think, I think offensively it's like, you know, obviously both, both teams are very skilled and, and so, and, and, college football, just an offensive game to begin with. So it's, um, I think that defensively, and obviously as we saw in the, in the, in the SEC championship game is very high scoring. And so it's essentially kind of come down to like, really, you know, who's able to really, have a better offensive, um, you know, strategy, and so because the teams are going to be focusing on offense so much more, I think that one big thing for each team to focus on on defense to stop, the, you know, the other team's offense is is what's going to be the most important thing in this game. So for. First Georgia, um, I think that they, you know, and, and Hayden did a good job of kind of outlining the whole how the Cover One works and and how Cincinnati was able to um, to limit Bryce Young in that way, um, and you know, and and I think you know he made a good argument too of like Georgia doesn't have as talented of corners and, and so maybe it won't be as advantageous for them to play man-to-man like it like Cincinnati was able to um but at the same time I think you're, they're going to be able to throw a lot more Bryce Young than he saw in the first game and so that's that's really going to be their big thing to focus on is is really just playing defense differently than they did in the championship game uh the SEC championship game because because obviously right I mean he threw for I think 421 yards which is a record of the SEC championship game to begin with and it's like he did that like and that's that just speaks to like we were talking about before just speaks to how incredibly he played in that one single game like he broke the sec championship record for passing yards in a game against what people some people are calling the best defense in a college in a like a single college football team like had in the history of the entire sport it's like that's crazy so um I think that throwing a lot of different looks and, and, and differentiation strategy wise at, at Bryce Young is really going to be Georgia's main focus. And then on Alabama side, in terms of, you know, kind of being able to defend Georgia, making sure that they're not able to score a lot is really just focusing on stopping the run and letting Stetson Bennett beat you. Um, we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast already that like, You know, and Bennett's a good game manager and he does what he can in certain times, but he's not skilled enough to take over a game and win a game for his team. And that's nothing against him. That's just the type of player he is. And I think that he accepts that. Right. Um, But I think that, you know, we even saw at the end of the Michigan game, obviously it was a blowout, but it's like that's because their run game completely outmatched Michigan's defense. And so at the end of the Michigan game, you know, Setson Bennett's still in there and he's like, he's throwing errant passes. He's missing receivers. He's throwing interceptions. And it's like, that's fine when you're up by 24 points in a national, in a, a, you know, in a semifinal game to get you to the championship. But if that's what you're going to be doing, you know, in, in the first few drives of, you know, the national championship game against, you know, your rival who just beat you in in the, in the last game you played, it's not going to be very effective. And so that's what Alabama, you know, really needs to focus on is like, Hey, we, and, and we see this even in basketball, right. Where it's like, if you have a team that maybe. Isn't great at shooting threes. It's like, we're just going to defend on the inside. We're going to make you shoot threes. And if you miss a lot, then we're going to win the game. I think it's very similar in this game with the passing game for, for Georgia and Stetson Bennett is like Alabama just needs to basically just load the box, make sure that that Georgia can't get their offense uh, run game going and then make, make Stetson Bennett beat you through the air because he's probably not going to be able to. So, um, so that's kind of my analysis of, uh, of 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 really the the one thing that I think each team defensively needs to focus on um and then I you know I kind of kind of went along with what a lot of what Hayden said but I think that you know that's that's really gonna be the chess match part of this game uh, for each team.
0: yeah, that's and, and like you know Matt hit the nail on the head with that one that's pretty much like in, in any sport you take away what your opponent does well and then you just let him, figure out you know during the game okay well we're gonna have to do what we don't do as well and it, you know hats off to them if, if, if they win that way right like you've done all that you can if you take away what they do well and if they beat you you know doing what they what, what they haven't really done well all season then that they're just a great team and they deserve to win right so that's yeah that i think that's that, that's that's great there by matt so Our fourth topic here and kind of our final topic before we get into our final predictions and final scores Um, we've got, you know, we we talk about Georgia having all these points of weaknesses or all these um, points of weakness or, you know, concerns for their team coming into this game, but we've never really mentioned anything about Alabama and what they should be concerned about. And our last topic, you can just kind of tell by what we said there really is nothing that Alabama has to work on, you know, in in terms of working on their own, their own team. And so is it true that this Alabama team can't really hurt themselves at this point? And, you know, essentially what I'm trying to say is, is does Alabama have less to worry about because they're really just focused on their opponent, Georgia, while Georgia has to focus on, you know, not beating themselves on top of also, you know, beating Alabama. Like I said, in, in, in the last topic, like, in the film room, they're not only watching film on, Georgia isn't only watching film on Alabama, they're also watching film on themselves, while I feel like Alabama is in the film room just chilling watching Georgia.
1: Yeah, this is a great question. Um, and I and I think that I'm, I'm going to kind of take it in maybe a, a different route. Um, but because I, I do think that there, there definitely is a valid point that, you know, a lot of what Georgia needs to do, especially in offense, because they are not as skilled offensively as they are defensively. And so once they, you know, if they don't get out to a lead, they, they won't really be able to. They're not the team that's going to catch up and just put up 28 points, um, you, you know, straight and, and just get themselves back into a game. Right. They're not Patrick Mahomes with the chiefs. They're not, you know, Bryce Young with Alabama, which is what they were able to do, because that's the thing is like at the end of the day, dude in the SEC championship game, Georgia was up 10 to nothing. All right. They were winning that game and they ended up losing by 17 points. And so it's like, they even had a lead in that game and they still couldn't, uh, you know, they still couldn't co- cover it and, and, and kind of, you know, finish it out in, in an effective way. But um, I think that, that yes, Alabama has less to worry about, but, not necessarily from a, like a film standpoint or like a, you know, beating themselves mentally or whatever. I think Alabama has less to worry about because they've proven every time that when these teams play, you know, and yes, for the past, however long, like these teams have been the best teams in the SEC. Um, they even play in 2018, they played in the championship game. Georgia should have won that game. And obviously, you know, Tua throws that long bomb to Devontae Smith. Um, and, and it's funny, you know, looking back, you know, it's basically four years ago now. Uh, and, and, you know, looking and looking back, and now it's like, you know, Devontae Smith was won the Heisman he's playing for the, you know, he's having a great rookie season for the Eagles to obviously, you know, he, he was, he's, I mean, he's not the greatest, but you know, he's the starting quarterback in the NFL and, and his team is, you know, has a winning record. So, um, so, right. So that's what it took to be Georgia in that championship game. They already played, you know, four years ago. And so that's, we're going to see then how, how Georgia is able to kind of reconcile the fact that in most of the games that they've played against Alabama, they just haven't been able to come up and win the game. And it's obviously props to Nick Saban because that's, you know, that's what he does, right? He, he, he takes away what you do best. He, he, you know, he knows that going into a game, you know, you're, you're going to have to take away something from the, from the other team. And, And so it's almost like this, Georgia's in their own heads about the fact that Alabama beats them every time. And so it's like, when that's all you're going to be focused on, then, you know, the one time you start messing up during the game, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like this team is so good. They're going to come back. They're going to beat us, you know, so fast here. I don't know what to do. And then you just let yourself out and you just, you know, that, that carry, that mentality will carry out throughout the rest of the game and you'll lose the game. So I think that there's just a mental barrier that Georgia has to get past in terms of just being like, yo. We need to trust what we do on defense. We need to run our offense like we normally will and and, and just like stop there. Right. They can't think about the fact that like, hey, we were up double, double digits to Alabama last time, ended up getting crushed. Right. Last time we were in the national championship against them, you know, basically four years ago, with the exact same scenario, both teams won their playoff game and, and both teams, you know, got to the championship. And what happened? They were up and then they still lost to Alabama. So I think it's just, that's the whole mentality here is Georgia just needs to be able to, you know. And so then, I mean, yeah, they need to be able to get over the mental barrier. But in terms of the question that Aiden's asking is like, I do think Alabama has less to lose because if Georgia ends up losing this game, even if they even if they don't lead at all, right? But especially if they do lead and they still get beat by double digits or whatever, you know, something similar to what happened in the SEC championship game, it's going to just be like, yo, Georgia's kind of some frauds. You know, they play in the SEC East, which is the lead, the, you know, the lesser uh, you know, or the, I guess the easier side of the SEC in comparison to what Alabama plays in the SEC West. And like, you know on top of that every team every time they get into a big game with these guys they end up losing and so it's really just going to be like they have more to lose and I think that's going to be on their mind more is like if Alabama loses this game it's like dang they played really well you know they've they've won all these championships they won last year they built they won the SEC championship you know how much can we really expect them to do um but but on Georgia's side it's like yo every time we get into one of these positions we we can't do it right so it's like it's just a mental block that they need to get over and so I do think that they have more to to lose and I think that they have more to worry about going into this game.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally right. And just to kind of um, I'm glad that Matt brought up the fact that Georgia just chokes in every game that they have against, against Alabama because again on the the little preview show on the SPN that I saw this morning, they were talking about how there, I think there was a stat that said that in three out of the four games that Georgia and Alabama have played, the most recent games that they've played in three out of those four, Georgia's been up by double digits in in three of those games, and they've lost like all four of them. And so it's just like, you know, and in in that you know in that fourth game they were they've been they've actually had a lead in all of them, and they've had a double digit lead in three of them. So they were you know in that fourth game they had a lead too. It was it just wasn't double digits, but like they've been in a lead in every single one of those games. And Alabama is just so good at closing out games. Alabama, like if I'm thinking about it here, you know. We haven't, I think, that Alabama in the past like decade has been the best college football team in history in the second half. Like, they in the second half for Alabama is just literally like their whole entire game. They get they've we've seen them, you know, not just this season, but in, in past seasons, we've seen this Alabama team, or I guess Alabama teams, just you know, they'll they'll be they look fraudulent in the first half of games and then in the second half they just come out and they you know play perfectly and everybody wonders you know how do how do they do it it's 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 crazy dude and again like we, you know we're seeing this spread and we're we're thinking to ourselves okay i think isn't that um it's it's the stat that like Nick Saban is undefeated when he's when he's an underdog right
1: um no well i think it's i don't i don't know. it was like i think the stat was it's like I mean, first of all, he's only been an underdog, like probably like, you know, it's single digit times in his yeah. career. But I think it's like every time he's been an underdog, um, they've end up winning the game by like 17, like an average of like 17.
0: points. Oh, There's yeah.
1: It's like when they are doubted, it's like, don't even don't even worry about it. We're going to beat you by 20, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's you know, that, that's another thing. And Matt kind of touched on it, too, is that like, again, Alabama has nothing to lose in this game. Georgia has everything to lose. They're favored. You know, everybody's looking to them to be like, okay, well, you got to play perfect. And then every everybody's looking at Alabama and they're like, okay, well, you know, it, yeah. Again, if you lose this game, you've done about everything that you can to solidify yourselves at, as, you know, the, the first or second best team in college football. And so if you lose, it is what it is, whatever. Um, and I, I do think that it's true that, um, you know, that, that Georgia does have more to, more to work on in terms of, you know, film leading up to this, that they have to work on themselves more than Alabama does. Um, And that's, you know, that just means that they have to prepare more. It doesn't mean that they're going to lose the game. Uh, I'm not saying that. um, I'm not saying that that's going to cause them to lose the game. I'm just saying, you know, they have more to prepare for. They have more to be worried about. And again, you know, football is, is, a lot more mental than, than a lot of people think it is. And, you know, if you, if you're down on yourself before you come into the game, then that, you know, that's a whole different story and you really need to get your mind right before you come into a game. And so I think that the fact that they do have so much more to think about and so much more, you know, to kind of be psyched out about before the game, that, that might just hurt him in the long run. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if Matt doesn't have anything else to say, then we'll move into final predictions here.
1: Let's do it.
0: Alrighty. So final predictions. Um, I I think it's kind of obvious what we <laughs> so far, you know, we've kind of been praising Alabama here, but I, I think it's kind of pretty obvious what we're gonna what we're gonna say. And I don't know, you know, Matt might jump out and say that Georgia's gonna win here, but I'm I'm gonna say that Alabama is gonna win this game. Again, you know, it it is hard to beat a team twice, but I think that we've seen it here. We have seen it this season with uh with Utah against um against, against Oregon, right? Like Utah beat Oregon both times. We thought that Matt predicted, predicted that was going to go one and one, um, but they, they beat Oregon both times by like over 20 points. So it's, you know, it, it, it's happened this season before. I think it's going to happen again here with, with Alabama over Georgia in terms of score. I, you know, I haven't really like thought this one through much yet. Um, I, I think that, I don't know. I I guess I'm just going to throw a random score out here and say that it's going to be, I'm going to go 30. Um, I, I don't think Alabama's going to score as many points. They did in the, in the SEC championship game. I'm going to go 34 to 27. I think it's going to be a closer game. Um, and I think George is going to make it closer. But again, I, I think that Alabama, the way that they close out games is is going to win in the game.
1: Um, Hayden mentioned it. I'm going to go contrarian here. I think that, is going to win. I think they just, there's, it's hard to beat a team twice. There's so much defensively that they can do uh, that to, to just throw different stuff at Bryce young and, and really get, make him rattled uh, that I, I don't know. I think that, you know, and part of what we didn't mention too, was like, Alabama played LSU right and they had I think they had like six total rushing yards obviously they still won the game but it was like they only won by like six points LSU didn't have anybody on defense they really shut them down um Auburn same thing Auburn should have won the game you know Alabama goes 97 yards in like 40 seconds and wins the game so it's like well they won the game in quadruple overtime after that but it's like there have been times when the when the offensive line for Alabama has just kind of folded. And, and I think that that's exactly what's going to happen here. I think they played out of their mind um, in the SEC championship game and, and really, you know, Bryce Young did on top of that as well. I just think that they played so perfectly in the first game that, that they're not going to be able to replicate that. I think Georgia has a lot more that they can throw at them defensively. Um, the injuries are always, you know, are always a problem. And so I, I think that that's really – everything else is just going to hold through. I think it's going to be – I. I mean, I'm going to say that the score, I I, I don't know. I I think if I had to bet on the game, I'd probably take Georgia and play in the three. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think it's going to be a really close game. Here's what I think. I think it's going to be a close game if Georgia wins. So I'm going to go Georgia 24 to 21, um, which obviously would be a push on the betting. I'm not making this a betting lock, by the way. We're not, I'm not doing that because I have no idea who's going to win this game. But, uh, but I think it's going to be a close game if Georgia wins. If Alabama wins though, I think they win by 10 or more points, just like the SEC championship game, because if, if, if they win, if Alabama wins the game, that means that Georgia was not able to stop Alabama offensively and Georgia cannot keep up with Alabama offensively if they're not being able to stop them. So, um, so that's my prediction. I think Georgia's going to win. Um, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Hopefully it's not a blowout, you know, by either side. I want it to actually be competitive and, you know, and really be the game of the year as it's supposed to be. Um, and so, yeah, so I do think that Georgia is going to win. I think it'll be a great story if they do too, right? I mean, we all kind of want to see Alabama lose at some point. And I think that for the amount of times that George has been in this position, we just talked about it. And every time they choke and it's like, you know, can we please, you know, get, get this thing together. Kirby smart's been there for, you know, probably six or seven years at this point. They've, you know, they've always had a top team. They've always had big, you know, the best recruiting classes. They just are literally a quarterback away every single year. Um, And so hopefully this year it's it's Stetson Bennett that can do it for them. The most unlikely hero. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I think it would be a great story overall, maybe, and maybe that's, my bias is I'm just rooting for a good story at the end of the day and I don't want Alabama to win. And so I'm kind of willing it in my in my prediction. But I do think that there's enough analysis and and, and everything on the back end to support the fact that um, that I think that I think that Georgia can do it this time.
0: Yeah, I was talking with uh, Papa Vozar this morning, Maddenai's dad. <laughs> I was talking with him this morning and I, I just asked him, I was like, you know, who do you think is going to win this game? And his immediate answer was, was Alabama. But then he said, you know, I really want, I really want Georgia to win, but I think Alabama, is going to win. That's where I'm at too. Like I, I would love to see Georgia win again. It's kind of just, you know, Alabama's kind of like the Patriots of college football um, because everybody wants them to like, they, they, they make it basically every year somehow um, you know, no matter how weird they look in the regular season, they make it to the super bowl um, and you know, they're, they're a contender. But uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't think anybody really wants Alabama to win this game, except if you went to Alabama or if you go there currently, like <laughs> basically anybody else, if, if you're not that, then you're rooting for Georgia because it is, it is a great story. And it's, it's really like a, you know, it is a statement game at this point, like Matt said, Georgia's just been beat down in the past against Alabama. They've, you know, they've given themselves hope and then they just get their hopes crushed by Alabama every time. And it's it's like they can't win in big games and if they can't win this one i think it 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 almost like solidifies as you know it it solidifies georgia as being like okay they're a team that can get there but they can't they can't do it they you know they can't make that final jump and that, that happens with a lot of teams too like it's not it's not something that's uncommon in sports we see it all the time our our high school team that we played for in high school was the same way like we whenever we played our rivals we were always like oh this is the year we'll be able to beat them and we never did like it you know if if anybody's listening to this and played football in henrico county or you know better (laughs) for henrico high school the team like you know what i'm talking about and you know which team i'm talking about i'm not i'm not going to say the team because i don't like to but it's just like every year it was like that. And so, you know, it, it may be the same story with Georgia that they just can never beat that team. That, that's Alabama. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe, maybe if Georgia was playing some, somebody else in the, you know, in, in, the championship, obviously this year, if they were playing anybody else in the championship, they'd win because they're in the top two teams in college football. It's them in Alabama. It's, you know, everybody else is just like so many tiers below them. Um, but yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting. Like Matt said, I, I just I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be one of the more exciting ones if Georgia can stay in it. Um, you know, both of these teams. I, th- I think in the past it's been more of like, you know, a story of, of of offenses, like both offenses being really good. But this this year it's kind of cool because it's it's kind of a different story here with Georgia's defense being the the, the highlight of their team. Um, and with their offense being kind of the thing that's like the top question of of this game is, you know, whether or not this George offense will be able to succeed. And so I think that, you know, that different narrative for this game is going to really make it interesting. But again, like Matt said, if, if Alabama blows them out, it's just going to be like, well, this kind of sucks. I don't want to watch this anymore. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of just wraps up our episode here. Uh, it was, it was looking like it was going to be a quick one early on, but then we kind of, Um, Drew it out towards the end, which which I'm happy about. Um, Yeah, if you know, I don't know. I wish we had a a kind of like a a way to discuss with the people listening. um, You know, their. I want to get their takes because I want to hear more about you know like what other people think about this game other than just ESPN analysts. It's kind of gets boring watching the same guys say the same thing over and over again. Um, but you know, and I, I wish there was like a comment section, but there's really just a review section in, in Spotify and Apple. So it's, I don't know.
1: I, I want, want them to be. Do huh? it. Tell us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just write a review and <laughs> say, I want Alabama to win. <laughs> Whatever. But, um, five stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure to give us five stars. Um, but yeah, speaking of, I, I really want to start doing like, um, interviews and stuff like that on, on this podcast. I think that that would be really cool. Um, even, even if it's not like, obviously we probably can't, we're not that big enough to, to get like really cool guys on here. Um, but even if it's just, you know, like friends or, or whatever, um, I think that would be really cool to do in the future. So maybe some of that will be coming. And in, in, especially with stuff like this, because like, it's not really, you don't really need like in, incredible knowledge to talk about, I mean, we we obviously went, you know, into in-depth analysis in this episode, but like in terms of a prediction and like, you know, a final score or whatever, like we, you don't really need in-depth knowledge to, to, to give that. Um, and so, yeah, so maybe we'll have we'll have some guys on here or gals on here in the future um, that can that can give us their predictions or whatever for games in the future. So, yeah, kind of just went on a r- little rant there at the end. But uh, we thank you guys for listening. We will be back on tuesday with our regular episode regular regular episode um and we will kind of give a recap of of the game then so you'll hear from us right after that game um the the big game on monday and yeah we'll probably have some nfl as well because it'll be the end of the regular season and it's just going to be a great episode so thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys on tuesday